Welcome to Stories We Don't Tell, a podcast about storytelling. I'm Michelle. I'm your guest host. My normal job is uh, working with Evergreen. Uh, and today I'm collaborating with the Stories We Don't Tell, along with the Center for Social Innovation and Now Magazine to present a joint event called Stories of Home, part of National Housing Week 2017. Stories of Home is an event taking place on November 23rd, 2017 at the Center for Social Innovation. We asked different inspiring people to explore the idea of what home is to them and to tell us about their journey in finding it. National Housing Week is a moment for Canadians to come together and acknowledge that safe, affordable housing is an integral part of strong, livable communities. For the next few episodes, we'll be introducing you to a few of the storytellers involved in our event. Find out more information on the event and on National Housing Week and how to buy tickets by visiting us at storieswedonttell.org. Sage Turtle is a master performer in the Toronto storytelling community. According to the Toronto Star, when Sage talks, people don't just listen, they hang on to her every word. Visit turtle.com to learn more about Sage's storytelling event. High Stakes Storytelling, the next one being on November 16th. You can listen to High Stakes Podcast and attend her storytelling course starting in January 2018. We'll put links on all of this in our show notes. Thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Sage Turtle, it is wonderful to sit across this, uh, this glorious table from you. Uh, we've brought you in here today to, to talk about housing and home. So the first question I had for you is, is, what does home mean to you? Home is absolutely where my partner and my son are. That's home. And it's been, in my life, it's been a yurt uh, it's been a high-rise, it's been a converted garage. Uh, I've lived in a lot of odd places. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is that home for you is, is where the people you love are. Absolutely. And what, it is, what has it been like uh, finding home? I, I ended up leaving America and coming to Canada. And I know a lot of people who cannot bear it there, but they also can't feature leaving. And, uh, and for me, it stopped being home when they elected Reagan. I was in grade three, just outraged. How could they elect an actor? And, uh, and so leaving was very easy for me. Uh, I'm not connected to um, that location, so I found a location that I could be strongly connected to. I, I love Toronto, I love Canada, I love everything about it, and I'm so happy that we came here. I actually, I just passed my citizenship test, so I'm very happy. Oh, congratulations from one permanent resident to a former <laughs> another. That's very exciting. Um, so what do you make of, you know, seeing the news headlines every day that so many people in our community are struggling to find a place to call home in, in this wonderful place that is Toronto and Canada? I think it's, for me, it's, it's evenly divided down the middle. There are people who 
are really privileged, who have never struggled, who are suddenly like, but I want a 3,000 square foot house and I can't have one in Toronto. And for them, I have no sympathy at all. Uh, but the people who are 25 years old and would like to rent a basement apartment with a roommate and they're struggling, uh, yeah, I think that's a big problem and I think it needs to be addressed. I think the people who are in uh, subsidized housing who are getting kicked out by greedy roommates or sorry, by greedy landlords, uh, that's a huge problem. I'm glad to see that it's in the news. I'm glad to see that the uh, the Ontario government is taking notice. Um, I wish that they had taken notice sooner, but um, but yeah, it's that's where my sympathies are. And just thinking about that 25-year-old trying to find a basement apartment with a roommate or two, uh, do you feel that the housing crisis has acutely affected our generation? And if so, how? Most of the people I know, because I'm 45, are uh, are in the whiny, I want a house, but I can't have a house because it's too expensive here. Um, so people I know are the people who I actually don't have any sympathy with. <laughs> um, uh, I think there are people my age who are, for example, single parents who are who are really struggling to find um, a place to live with their kids and and are ending up in uh, either atrocious apartments or they're having to live so far outside of Toronto that even working here is not an option. Um, so yeah, my personal peer group tend to be the uh, the people who want to buy houses but can't. So part of the reason uh, that we're hosting this storytelling event on November 23rd is to talk about, you know, what's going on in our communities around housing and to hear stories from people like you about what home is uh, and, and what it's like finding home. So I'm curious if you'd give us a little bit of a taste about uh, what your story is going to be. I was living on the edge of Dufferin Grove Park, which is... For those of you who don't know, it was a park in desperate trouble that was crime-ridden and uh, and people were going there and doing a lot of illegal things and they were really unhappy and it was on and on and on. And then this woman named Yetta came and looked at the park and said, this is an amazing space and we could turn it into something positive. And she began all of these community programs and cleaned the park up. And uh, and now there's a, there's a community garden there. There's a Thursday night they have uh, dinner that they cook um, with their organic veggies that's affordable. And there's a farmer's market and uh, a really wonderful playground. And so when we moved there, that's that's what the park was. It had already been really transformed. Uh, because the park is run mostly by people who are liberal, people who are interested in doing the right thing rather than uh, what do the laws of Toronto tell us we ought to do, uh, there is a problem with homelessness there because there's so much empathy. Uh, it's it's not a you know paper pushing person who's just checking off boxes. It's human beings looking at other human beings and saying, well, it's not a problem yet, so we'll wait. Uh, so my story begins with a woman moving into the living under the tree right next to my kitchen window. And she just moved into that tree and called it home, huh? Absolutely. 
I'm really looking forward to that story. Sounds like a a pretty interesting saga and and probably uh, highlighting uh, an experience that too many people in our city have. Thank you, Sage. More on this November 23rd. Find out more at evergreen.ca or storieswedonttell.org. Thank you for listening.